0: Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, one of the things that we've talked about a lot on the show over the last fortnight, the issue of antisocial behaviour and students. But what do residents go through from time to time when students live or congregate in an area in Limerick? Well, our own Megan chatted to Elaine, who was in touch with the show about her past experiences. My husband and I bought a new house, uh, sold our souls to the devil for the mortgage. We weren't a year living in it. When we bought the house, there was a small site to our right with a bungalow in it. There was an elderly lady living in it. Within a year of us moving into the house, the the lady had been put into a nursing home and the family sold the plot. We didn't realise that it was going to be a student accommodation until it was at roof level, which was too late to stop us. We had had counsellors meeting in the house with our neighbours to see could we do something. We could do nothing. And it went ahead. There was five apartments on the bottom and seven two-storey houses on top. It's a duplex. And um, I, and they filled the ceiling to floor with students. My heart was broken for 10 years. We never slept a wink from September to April. And it wasn't that I sat back and tried not to fight back. I went to LIT. I went to the guards. I went to the owners. They had four, if not five, managers over a period of 10 years. Their their numbers were on speed dial on my phone. I went to my local councillors. I went to the PRTB. Nobody helped me. Nobody helped me. I'm not sure if this information is 100%, but from what I could gather, the tax relief had expired on the property, and so they rented it to private tenants. Um, Some of the apartments and houses in there are now sold. And it's a pleasure to open my window in the morning. It's a pleasure to get into bed at night time. But I did 10 years of sitting up, having a new baby, working full time. My husband worked full time to pay for this house that we had sold our souls to the devil for. We almost put a for sale sign in the garden. But sure, where would we go? Every area was affected. What sort of instance did you have to experience over the years with students? We had on one, there's a couple of occasions. The one that sticks out the most. There, must, there was a couple of hundred students in there. So if you were familiar with the area at all, it's a gated area. And when you go in, it's horseshoe. But the front doors were facing onto my property. So they weren't facing onto the main road. And believe it or not, it created a sound barrier because it was facing into the horseshoe. And there was a high wall between my property and that, that, that property. There was a couple of hundred students in there. I called the manager. It was the very first manager that was in there. Can't think of his name off the top of my head now, but he came out. He actually rang my phone and asked my husband to go in and help him. He couldn't control the crowd and asked me to call the guards. I called the guards and I actually said to the guards, if you don't send somebody down, somebody is going to get hurt in there. There's a riot going on in there. He couldn't control them. And the guards came with a paddy wagon and that cleared it. But it was an It was a frightening experience. Another night, my husband stuck his head out the window and said, uh, roared and shouted at them, would they keep it down, would they keep it quiet? And they battered our house with beer bottles. They battered the house, the side of the house, with beer bottles. It was the most frightening experience. And for, as I say, for 10 years, we experienced it with five, four or five different managers and they were on speed dial. Another um, instance, we came home from, after being away overnight on a New Year's Eve, And they had had a party in there. There were sanitary bins emptied all over my garden, my neighbour's garden, all over the street. And I'm not talking about clean sanitary conditions from from both men and women. So you can use your own intake on that of what was in those bins. There was used everything in in, in them. And they were all over the garden, all over the street. There was concrete bollards. I don't even know how they lifted them. Blocking the street. When we turned the corner to come into our our own home, we couldn't get in with the bollards. We had to drive around the block. And the manager lived in Cork, and I had to call him. And he came up, and they all lost their security deposits because he had to work on a New Year's Day. And I I, I kind of felt, well, boo-hoo, they lost their security deposits. They're not concerned about their security deposits. The landlords were making plenty of money on it, so they didn't care who was out of their bed. And their kids, their students, free house, you know, I did it myself as a party when I had a free house, but they just have no respect, no respect for the area, no respect for the neighbours. Um, and it frightens me uh, as to what's uh, proposed for Hassett's Cross, a six-storey student accommodation in an old neighbourhood. And the reason that I'm so fearful of it is that I know what I went through for 10 years. I have an elderly mother living down at Hassett's Cross, that's where I'm from. And she has Parkinson's, she has arthritis, she has COPD and they're putting a six-storey student accommodation directly opposite where she lives. I fear for her. I absolutely fear for her because they're unsupervised kids coming out into the world and they are entitled to their, their fun and their laughter because they do it with a small little bit of respect. I, I sympathise with the people in college court. How do you think is the best way to tackle this issue in general? Do you think there's a way to solve it? Is the answer more just exclusive student accommodation ran by the college campuses? I think that if if the likes of LIT and UL and Mary I got involved previously and made it very clear to the students, we can't pinpoint you, pinpoint you all, but if we do, you're out the door. We don't agree. They, and they told me themselves, um, I won't say the lady's name that I spoke to up there, but she told me that if she could pinpoint who was call, causing the grief for me, that they would be severely reprimanded. But I think the landlords need to be brought in. I watched a case there not so long ago on, on the TV where the residents in Cork all got together and sued the landlords of a couple of houses that they had rented um, near UCC. And I thought to myself, why didn't anybody tell me that if I if I made my, my, my little book and made my ledger and, and kept everything written down and you know, continuously went up to the garden station that I could eventually go into a solicitor and say, can you do something with this? Nobody ever told me that. Nobody guy. Nobody helps me full stop. I actually felt that I I, I was suffering social abuse from, from, from the students that were living in there. I couldn't sleep in peace in my own home. But I think the landlords need to be made more um, aware. I asked one of the managers in there at one time, can I have the numbers of some of the parents of the children that are living in there. Because if I'm out of my bed, then I'll ring them and get them out of their bed. And he wouldn't, obviously he couldn't give it to me, but I thought as an option he might, but he didn't. But I I think the landlords need to be more on the ground and know what's happening. I think that they should be in more control of their tenants. I mean, if you get a social housing from the corporation and there's antisocial behaviour in the house, they can evict you, but -hmm. they can't evict the students, that's keeping people up all night and have so so little respect for where they're living or the area where they're living. It's wrong. I do understand they have to get their college experience. I really do. But not at the expense of the the people that have to work to keep their, their, their roofs over their heads. And do you think this problem's getting worse? Or do you think it's just always been a problem and it's just being highlighted more now? I think that the problem has increased. I do think that there's more... Because the, the, the problem has increased so severely that there is more of an issue being made of it because it's not just LIT now. You know, it's UL, it's Mary I, it's everywhere. The antisocial behavior is everywhere. But it, I mean, if I, if I take you back to my time, which is a very long time ago, my parents couldn't afford to send me to college. So there was very few people went to college and very few people that would be, you know, caught up with antisocial behaviour. But now everybody is going to college. There's grants out there. People have more money. People like myself have started a college fund for my children when they went into secondary school. And if they didn't go to college, happy days, I had the money in the bank. But they did go to college and they are. My my son is at college. My daughter is finished. But I started a college fund because I wanted to give them more of an opportunity than I was given. And those kids just don't seem to... Have the same volume of respect, I suppose, that I would have given my parents. I was one of six. So my parents couldn't send one of us to college without offering it to all six of us. They just couldn't afford it. We were a working class family, as my husband and I are, a working class family. And those those people that live next door to me, left or right of me, they don't bother me. They don't faze me, pending I can live my life in peace. And I wasn't being allowed to live my life in peace in my own home. Very interesting listening to Elaine there and what she went through. Quite shocking, really. She called the show after hearing recent coverage about current students and behaviour in housing estates in Castle Troy. And we know that residents are currently coming together over the issues and are trying to organise meetings with the relevant authorities. And we'll hear more about their campaign later in the week. So stay tuned for that. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.